Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you. On a Monday morning, thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Well, if you want to start your day the right way, that's where you're going to head. And if you can't make it here to Starkville or, or uh, Tupelo, well, then all you've got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and you can be enjoying the same great Strange Brew Coffee that we get here every day in Starkville or in Tupelo, right there in your very own home. It's a great thing to do for this holiday season. No better way to start. You know, remember those those holiday commercials with the Folgers? You know what I'm talking yes. about? Like, and the uh, the crazy uh, sister brother relationship. You know what I'm talking about? That nobody wants to nobody wants to dive too far in. Yeah, yeah. If Strange Brew was going to make commercials, they wouldn't be creepy like that. That's true. So, I'm just saying. Strange Brew Coffee House, get it this Christmas. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Hope you guys are able to take advantage of some of the great specials on Black Friday those guys had. And, of course, now it's the holiday season. It's time to start that. It really get time to get started in your holiday shopping. We are less than a month away from Christmas. So go to collegecornerstore.com. Shop online for everything your Bulldog fan needs. By the way, I want to address something real quick. Some of you guys were getting on my jacket that I wore to the Egg Bowl. Did you see it? Well, with the, the old the dog? Old, well, no, I had the old croom banner in. Oh, was it? Yes. Guys, we've had this discussion before. You you show me what any not not I'm not, I'm not trying to go on college corner here. Any place is selling in my size, and maybe I'll buy it. Especially during the rain, you need you need like a yeah. slicker. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't need and, a fleece. I yeah. need I need a jacket. So you, you take what you that. So, you I know, will not accept criticism of my jacket. You know, people were talking about what do we wear on on Thursday, mm-hmm. and my response was whatever keeps you dry, keeps you dry and keeps warm. You warm. Yeah. Uh, I was going to judge no one. If you came in there wearing a blue poncho mm-hmm. and, and you're a Mississippi State fan, I would not have been, a, Can't judge. Have been upset. Can't judge. So, that being said, whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. They're throwing out some live music nights, too. So, it's not just about getting in there and getting that great, unique Mexican food they serve at Humble Taco. But, man, you can go in there and have a, a full party if you're getting like you know, live uh, live music. So, Get there early on the weekends, grab a margarita, some chips and salsa, a couple of great tacos, and then hang out and enjoy great live music. They got the biggest and best patio in the city of Starkville, and it's such a great place to go. Humble Taco over there on University Drive. Firehouse Subs reminds you this holiday season, if you're looking for something cool at your Christmas party, a Firehouse party platter is probably the way to go. Contact your local Firehouse Subs. We've got locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, uh, Flowood, and Madison, and you can get that done. And if you're looking for an easy lunch, I just saw today. What a, it was a cool special today from Firehouse Subs. I guess it was just for Sunday, but they were doing a a uh, you got double reward points if you order on the app any sub that didn't have turkey. They're like, we know you're tired of turkey, so any sub with no turkey, double points. Well, darn, I couldn't have my club. Yeah, could not. Well, you couldn't have, but you could have had a meatball sub, which is like as I said, the, my favorite one on the on the menu. I'm scared to deviate from my usual. 
You, I understand what you're saying. Nobody appreciates, like, I get this one thing and, and that's all I do more than me. I, I am like that. There's like four or five restaurants in town. When I walk in, they're like, you're getting this. But don't be afraid. Firehouse that's the thing about Firehouse, sandwiches. too. When you, if you call in, yeah. the app knows it, too. Yeah. But if you call in, they know your order yeah. immediately. Yeah, that's great service. Yes. But I, I get what you're saying. Just, just branch out next time, though. Well, I'm going to try something. Okay. okay. Firehouse subs. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk about today. We'll get some basketball. We've got a hit on the coaching carousel. Mississippi State, not a, not a participant in it this year, and probably that's a good thing. But we're going to start off with this because this has been a question we've been seeing on some on some message boards and a lot on social media it, it, about Mike Leach and his record in rivalry games. It's a justified conversation at this mm-hmm. point. There's no question about that. Um, so here's my question to you, Robbie. Can Mississippi State fans live in a world where year in and year out, they are a seven to nine win team, and they have that opportunity every year now and then to jump up to ten wins. But in a five year span, they might go two and three, one and four in the Egg Bowl. Can can they truly accept the Egg Bowl as just another game? No. Okay, then. So then, what becomes of Mike Leach? Uh, well, I mean, there's obviously going to be pressure if he keeps losing. He's not going to be allowed to go one and seven. Like he did against Washington. Right. I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I, I took a lot of people were upset when I tweeted that out the other day, his record against rivals. But I think it's a, I think it's become kind of a theme here. And uh, I don't think it's just coincidence. And a lot of people said, well, you can't really judge what he did at Washington because, at Washington State against Washington because they had more talent. And yeah, I, I agree. I with actually, that. but I actually, was one of the biggest proponents for that. Yeah. Until I started digging deeper into oh, you did some his research. past. Okay. He's beating USC. Mm-hmm. He's beating Oregon. Mm-hmm. He beat Miami. He beat Stanford. He beat all these teams while his roster was, you know, 50 to 70 something. Mm-hmm. Their roster was in the top 25. Mm-hmm. He beat all those teams. Why was he able to beat those teams and he wasn't able to beat Washington? Fair question. And those teams were had better rosters than Washington, so I, I'm I'm throwing that out the window. I'm I'm done with that conversation. Okay. And I, like I said, I was one of the biggest proponents for that when he was first hired, and that was brought up. But when you look at the look at the fact that he has beaten teams everywhere he's been that have had better rosters, you can't have a leg to stand on anymore when you say that. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what Washington thought of that Apple Cup. Did they treat it differently? I mean, Washington State has not beaten them in ten, nine years. Beat them, beat them this week. Until last yeah. uh, night, or Friday. Friday night. Friday night. And crushed them, too. Yeah, so that was the first win since Mike Leach's first year mm-hmm. at Washington State, 2012. There's no way Mississippi State fans could survive a 10-year drought. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like he, It doesn't matter what He could average was. eight wins. I think he could average eight wins. Mm-hmm. And it would be it would be tough. People would have a hard time thinking that he should still be the guy if he's like one and seven, like he was at Washington State. So what does that mean for next year? Came in. Oxford. I don't think that you know. You mentioned the uh, you can't lose three games or nobody's lost nobody's three games lost or whatever. Three and kept their job. I don't. I don't think he's going to get fired. But I think you definitely start to have that conversation. Hey, Mike, you got to put a lot more emphasis on this game. We we have to win this game. We can't keep losing to Ole Miss like this. We battle them for in-state recruits. Mm-hmm. You know this is a big-time rivalry. This is one of the more important rivalries 
in the country. Mm-hmm. We, we can't just win eight games and you lose this every year. It's just that's that's not going to be when just you look at, at recruiting, especially yeah. because Ole Miss is a program. I I think we all agreed that next year they should take a small step back. You know, they're probably not going to be a ten win team next year. They'll probably be no seven. matter who they get at quarterback, right. they should take a step back. Right. So you're talking about seven eight wins. And if you're talking about both programs sort of being on the same footing, winning the Egg Bowl is going to be something that drives – you know, I don't believe that one Egg Bowl flips recruits, right? I don't think that anybody who was committed to state looked at, looked at what happened Thursday and says, uh, maybe I should, I should change things up. But if you win four or five Egg Bowls in a row, whoever the other school – whoever the school is, is going – recruits are going to start saying, well, both teams are winning at about the same clip, but this team, I can always win the Egg Bowl. That that is going to become a a, a problem for the team that's losing that, that at that pace. Are we shifting towards the Egg Bowl being more winnable for the road team? Well, you know, you know, it was it was at the point where the the home team was winning almost every year. I mean, State didn't lose for years. So ninety four through ninety eight, the road team won every game. Yeah. Uh, then ninety nine through. Uh, Let's see, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, the home team won. Ole State won every home game from, like, what, 05 to 13? I think that's – yeah, that's correct. Yeah. so 15 was the first time they had lost 04, since Kroon. 04 through 09, the home team won every year. Then State won in 10. And then we went back 11, 12, 13, 14 were all the home team. 15, 16, 17, 18 were all the road team. Mm-hmm. State won here in 19, Ole Miss won in 20 in Oxford, and then now. So it's, it, it, it has, it's, it's been ebbs and flows. Um, so we'll just have to, you know, next year. And, we'll, then, and last year, I mean, if State had the team they had this year, they're beating that Ole Miss Probably team. so, yeah. I mean, the, like, no. you, you had a chance to win that ball game with 43 guys. Right. This year's State team easily beats last year's Ole Miss team. Yeah. But that's not how the game is played, obviously. So so what is – how can Leach – what does he have to change about his mentality in rivalry games, I don't know. I don't know if I can even pinpoint it. But it feels like he just attacks every game the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he's going into that game and saying, "Oh, well, we're just not going to prepare." I mean, I, I feel I don't feel like it's anything that he's done wrong. And can you really blame him for this year's loss either? I mean, the, there's nothing that I can say that he did outside of, you know, Scott. There's something should have been done with Scott Lashley or helping Scott Lashley. Earlier in the ball game, uh, I didn't really see any other problems from a coaching standpoint. Other than that, he put them in position to score four different touchdowns, and they couldn't score any of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really blame him for that. It's hard to blame him for this particular egg bowl. But like I mentioned after the game the other day, at the end of the day, he's going to be judged on wins and losses. We can't. Uh, John Cohen at the end of the day isn't going to say, "Well, you know." If you look back at this game, players should have done this. and right. player, He's going to look at the overall spectrum. And if he's 0-5 in the Egg Bowl mm-hmm. you know, a couple years down the road, that's going to be a major problem. You know, we talked about the, the cycles. And, and I think next year is probably a 7-8 win again year, kind of, from, kind of year for Mississippi State. 2023 is the big year. Yeah. In my opinion. So what happens if that team is 10-1 and one coming into the Egg Bowl and loses and it's four straight Egg Bowl losses? Now, if it's that, I don't, I don't know if... Well, that's my question. If Would Mississippi State be willing to say, 
this is great, but we can't keep losing this game. I don't know if he'd be fired if he's doing that. Now, that's that's doing some historical things like winning 10 games. Right, I mean, I, I, that's, but that's my point. I, I, I think the game is important, but not important enough to say, okay, he's got to go Right after winning 10 games it's, in a regular season. It, I, you don't want to mess with success. And state. I think states – I like state staff, the assistants. But as part of the problem, you only have one guy, Tony Hughes – who's been in the Egg Bowl rivalry most of his life. Does State need a couple of former players around here? Another Jamar Chaney, but actually on the coaching staff? Some guys who understand this rivalry a little bit more? I don't know because, you know, Ole Miss doesn't have a ton of that. That I mean, Terrell Buckley was in it Yeah, as a Nix coach. Yeah, has been in a long time, but he played Southern. Obviously. But he's kind of a Tony Hughes type, you yeah. know. And, and Lane Kiffin has kind of he, – he took a little heat off of it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever he made those comments, I mean, I think the, I don't think there's the importance of the game is not being stressed like it was with Hugh Freeze and Dan Mullen, and that's probably a good thing mm-hmm. because it, it got to the point where it was. I mean, you're you look out there and it, you're having to question whether or not players are trying to hurt other players. You have all the stuff going on in recruiting, fans are uh, you know going crazy on social media and all that. So you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it would be cool though if you got some Mississippi State guys on that staff. Yeah, um, you know if you can get Jamar Chaney mm-hmm. a position and maybe Chad Bumpus. Yeah, just beyond the whole egg Bumpus ball thing. Bumpus is a guy who would definitely elevate the yeah. egg ball rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Um, he came up a few years ago so and called him cheaters about, or something. He's talking about uh, calming things down though. You, you, were you aware that Kiffin dropped an f bomb on the radio? I saw uh, so Rippy talking about mention that. Yeah, I was not aware of that until that tweet after the game or no halftime. What did he say? He uh, was coming off the field and Richard caught, catches up with him and he's trying to explain something and he just stops. He goes, "These effing cowbells are so annoying." Oh wow! But he said he didn't say effing. <laughs> I will not repeat it because Mrs. Falk is listening. You know what's really annoying, Lane? You telling defensive players to lay on the ground in the yeah, middle well, of a play. Well, that's a different story altogether. So. I, I don't know what the uh, what the solution. This is another one of those times. I don't know what the solution is. I just know that there's a problem because you know uh, state hasn't had a coach be zero and two in the Egg Bowl. I don't. I, I can't tell you the last one. You know, Croom wasn't. Mullen obviously wasn't. Moorhead wasn't. Uh, Felker wasn't. And I think we do need to. You know, I, I'm the. I, I kind of you know threw fuel on that fire after the game, but I think we do need to kind of mention the fact that it was COVID years mm-hmm. that first year state had all those freshmen, a lot of players uh had left the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think anybody blames him for losing that first game. Right. And this past game I don't think a lot of people can blame him for that. So mm-hmm. I think it really is just a wait and see. Um, you know, if when I, I wanna see when the two teams are are really comparable, when Mississippi State has um, you know, next year when they have a bunch of juniors on that team and a lot of experience, Ole Miss doesn't have Matt Corral. That that's a that's when you can really judge him next year. If he comes out next year and lays an egg, um, no pun intended, mm-hmm. then you do have some problems. I agree. I agree. It's 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 all about this. I mean, again, I don't think they're going to let him go at the end of year three, regardless. But Next year in Oxford is unless he like wins like five games or something. Well, that, now that's something to consider. If if they take a step back next year and they're five, if they're five and seven with a lost Ole Miss, I think he would be out. 
at that point. Yeah. Yeah, if, it, if he only wins like five games. Yeah. I mean, because next year you have – But that have seems bunch, like it's unlikely. Yeah, because next year you have, a, you have a a, a group that's starting to become yeah. veteran. And, and and when you look at the schedule, I mean, obviously Alabama and Georgia are on there. And LSU, I mean, I know we're going to talk about their coaching situation in a second, but they're, they're still a talented football team. But you should be a 7-8 win team next year, again. And then you take you, you go from there. So we'll see. All right, let's move on into the rest of the show. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that your voting is still going on for the best steak and best burger in the state of Mississippi. Go to the Facebook page for the Mississippi Beef Council, drop them a like, and then vote in their poll. Be sure to vote in the poll by clicking on the link. It does not count if you leave a comment in the uh, the in the comment section, I guess I should say. <laughs> that, damn that redundancy. Uh, anyway. And, of course, go to msbeef.org when you're looking for recipes or information about the 15,000 beef producers here in our state doing almost a half billion dollars worth of business. That's right, a half billion dollars worth of business. I don't know, you know, what the uh, daddy's money uh, business does, but I don't think it's a half billion. Anyway, Mississippi Beef Council. Talking about Ole Miss? What do you think I'm talking about? You got it right. Beef, it's what's for dinner. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. It's just good eating every time you go there. The best barbecue in the city of Starville, but it's a lot more than just barbecue at Two Brothers. It is smoked southern soul food. When you're looking for a great place to go to lunch or an even better place for dinner, Two Brothers is the one to, t- to check out. Head them out over to the heart of the Cotton District. Head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems makes it really easy for you. We're getting close to the end of the year. It's time to start thinking about what's going to happen in 2022 for your business, and it's time to start thinking about Advantage Business Systems. Put yourself in their hands. All you've got to do is give them a call, and you'll be in a great situation. You'll have access to all the products that your business needs from a technological standpoint, all the the top-of-the-line printers, copiers, computers, software, everything, and every sale backed up with top-notch customer service like that you were doing business with your next-door neighbor. That's what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They're a Mississippi business, first and foremost. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Let's have a little bowl projections uh, real quick. Uh, thir- <laughs> oh, my goodness. 13 bowl-eligible teams in the SEC. Everyone but Vanderbilt is going to a bowl game. Um, when we, as Plenty we, of time to work on their dancing moves for baseball season. There you go. <laughs> it's funny to think about when you think about it like that. Um, obviously, we know some of them. You know, Georgia's headed to the college football playoff. Alabama's headed to the Sugar Bowl because Georgia's going to put, put it on them on Saturday. Ole Miss, in all likelihood, is headed to the Peach Bowl. The Citrus Bowl was probably looking at Texas A&M, but the, their loss on Saturday night in, in Death Valley uh, probably moves Kentucky up to that, wouldn't you think? They're the only 9-3 and three team in the conference. Yeah, and man. They, but they're unranked. It's crazy. Did they beat anybody good this year? They beat Florida, so no. Not good. Missouri, no. Not good. Louisville, not good. I mean, who are their losses? They lost to uh, Tennessee State and Georgia. They barely beat um, South Carolina. Yeah. They didn't look great against Vandy. Yeah. I mean, Will Levis against those teams was yeah. just was a Heisman As candidate. I said, when State play them, they are the bad, good team. Yeah. 
But the state kind of exposed them. So at nine and three, do they? But get you got to put them in there, I guess, because they they're nine and three. Or do record. you go with the highest ranked SEC team that's left, and that would be Arkansas? Does Arkansas go to the Citrus Bowl? Arkansas is better than Kentucky, clearly. So Citrus does not go by the rankings; they, they just select. They they're supposed to select the best SEC team that did not make the New Year's Six bowls, but they don't. They aren't. They aren't. They aren't That's bound. Kind of it is very subjective. That's why there was a lot of talk that if State won, that they would be picking between Arkansas, A&M, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. Arkansas deserves a better Arkansas bowl. Arkansas deserves a Citrus Bowl. They deserve a better bowl than all than that group. So let's put Arkansas there. Arkansas beat A&M and MSU, and right. they're a better team than Kentucky. Yeah, I agree with that. Where would that send Kentucky then? To, to, Jackson, to Jacksonville, to the Gator Bowl? Probably. That feels like as far as they should drop. Or do they the problem with, with Outback Bowl, I think Kentucky's been to the Outback Bowl like three times this in the past decade. Have they? I think that's correct. Or maybe it was the I thought they've been I thought they're usually like in the uh, music city. They've been to Music and, City a few times. Let me double check that. But Um Yeah, I mean Outback or Gator seems right for them. They're kind Gator, of the same bowl too. Yeah. Gator's probably where they land, mm-hmm. if I had to guess. Let's see here. Um, last, let's look. Last year, they, they oh Kentucky was in Gator last year. So okay, maybe make, out back. Maybe out back for them. Citrus, Music City, Tax Slayer. They've been to Gator Bowl a couple times. Yeah, they're going All out right, back. They're going out back, which put put Texas A and M in the Gator. Yep. And then now we're at Mississippi State at seven and five. At six and six, you've got all. Well, yeah, you've got Auburn, South Carolina, Florida, Missouri, and uh, I'm leaving somebody out. LSU. LSU. And then Mississippi State's a seven and five team. LSU through all the turmoil is still bowl eligible. Still bowl eligible. Shows you the talent they have. I mean, and, and you got to give you them. You can never just completely kill them. You got to get Eldor drawn some credit that he got. He rallied his team and they didn't quit. Oh, I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. he, he could have very easily beat Alabama. Yeah. Which hey, would've... what happens if he beats Bama? What happens if he goes like? If he beats Bama and Ole Miss and he just wins out, do they reverse they, course? They don't reverse course. No, it was time to go. God. So, State at 7-5, and five, I mean, it feels like Texas is the right answer. Yeah. But the problem is State is up against big names here. Florida, Auburn, and LSU, people know will sell. Now, LSU is interesting because, you know, who's going to be coaching that team? Florida has a new coach, so I assume Billy Napier will come on in and, and take over. And get yeah, them the bowl who, projections. But so they'll, whoever, have ex, they'll have excitement for that. Yeah, but who whoever actually coaches the bowl game? I think Billy Napier will coach for Florida. Because if they've I, hired him today and you've got a month. Yeah, but he I I've never who who has coached a bowl game? Who's come in and coached a bowl game? I don't remember that happening that often. It doesn't happen often, but it it it, it has happened. I'm trying to remember. I don't that. think that's going to happen. I don't think that's so. You happen. think Knox is just going to stay on for another game? Yeah. I mean, they're six and six. It's not like they're playing for the college football playoff. The problem with that is this: is that Napier's going to start hiring his staff. Okay, that happens all the time. Jimbo Fisher didn't coach A and M. Moorhead didn't coach MSU. Um, I'm trying to think who else recently. I don't remember that happening very often. A coach coming in and coaching the bowl game. I don't know. We'll see. Plus, he's coaching. Uh, a lot of, a lot. He, he's which this is only a week away, but mm-hmm. he's coaching the the Sun Sun Belt Championship. Yeah. The other thing I remember with Jimbo is I don't think Sumlin had been fired before the bowl game, had he? Yeah, Jimbo got hired 
very early. Was he? Yeah, he got hired before the season ended. Okay. Um, Florida State, like he just like uh, boom left, like uh-huh. middle, like not middle of the season, but pretty. Right. You might be right. You might be. Right. I just don't see. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think. I don't think the coaches are gonna come in and coach. Auburn is the team that like I don't think anybody's fired up. Like Auburn is. Did they six go and six. to uh, they Music lost. City? <sighs> oh, we forgot about Tennessee. By the way, we're getting seven and five too. Tennessee's probably going the Dukes Mayo. Yeah, that makes sense, right? So they go. They go there. <sighs> I mean, does LSU go to Texas? And State goes to Liberty. <sighs> and then you. Send I mean, some- I understand the whole uh, fans thing, but yeah. That seems like it would be kind of a slap in the face to MSU. It would, but LSU did Te- beat Mississippi State. Yeah, but they've been that they've they've I mean, kind of faltered it. down the stretch. I get Mississippi it. State's been better. You got to remember, this is the thing a lot of fans forget. In the SEC's eyes, these bowls are all equal standing. The Outback Bowl, the Liberty Bowl, the Texas Bowl—they are all the same standing within the conference. But yeah, the, but- the whole point is that a nine and three Alabama could end up at the Liberty Bowl just as easily it ends up at the at the Outback Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm here all I've heard lately is is uh Texas. I think so, you get I think you get Auburn out of Alabama. You don't send Auburn to Birmingham. No. You send South Carolina there. South Carolina's probably going to Birmingham. And then Florida and Auburn and Missouri are gonna be the ones that have to find at large spots outside the SEC. So what else is there? Oh, I don't know. I mean, stuff like the Camellia Bowl, <laughs> the 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 Bad Boy Mowers Bowl, or whatever it's called, stuff like that. The Popeyes Chicken Bahamas Bowl is that's that already filled. Is? Toledo versus Middle Tennessee State. Darn. But anyway, so state it feels like it's definitely between Liberty and Texas. I think Texas has the better better uh, spot. You'd rather go play in that cool NFL stadium. The dip in prop- a place you don't usually go. Right. The problem is it's on January the 4th. Yeah. Whereas um, Liberty, I'm not sure when Liberty is, but I know it's before the New Year. Mm-hmm. So, it usually, usually is New Year's Eve, I think, isn't it? Liberty Bowl this year is... It doesn't say... Why, why is that not just the first thing? You think you just click on it and just be like, right there. It is the 28th. Okay. The twenty eighth. So, what what few day days? A few days before New Year's. Yeah, thirty days from now. What day of the week is that? That's a Tuesday. They're both Tuesdays. Oh, okay. But this one's going to hey, be during right. Christmas break. Yeah, one is two days or you know, three days after Christmas, and one is. I mean, we're talking. This is a real concern for fans, right? Like you're into the next year, so any personal time off you take, that's for you're on now. You're taking it out of twenty twenty two instead of this is just part of my Christmas vacation. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's a tough call. I think, and I think the SEC, I think this, the Texas Bowl would like to have state because they haven't been there yet. Right, the only that's the only one in this group they haven't been to. And state wants to go to Texas. They haven't been to Liberty since 2013, though, so it's it's been a good long time. Yeah, but nobody wants to go to Liberty Bowl. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. no, I, they, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I think, and I think, state and fans, they were just there. Yeah, a lot of state fans would be like, I've already been there once, and it was an awful experience. Why would I want to go back? I mean, they could go like that. That would be an easy trip to mm-hmm. make. Yeah, and you could get. There'd probably be more fans at that than there would be in Houston. I agree. But there just wouldn't be a whole lot of excitement around that. I agree. So we'll see. Uh, that, that, those come out Sunday, right? After the SEC championship game? Yeah. So we'll, uh, we're a few days away. We'll find out exactly where uh, Mississippi State is headed. Mississippi State men's basketball. 
pretty much got what they needed, right? They needed a split down there. Yes. I, don't, I don't think anybody thought they were going undefeated. They they did not play well on Thanksgiving night. They shot one of fifteen from three point line, three point land uh, in that loss to Louisville. Louisville, Louisville. Oh. I know you like it though. Somebody, I had somebody tell me about. Uh, they wanted me to pass along a uh, shout out to Winston Cowdy from you for you, but I don't remember who it was. I think it was somebody I met uh, Thursday in the game. Well, thanks a lot. Well, I mean, I don't remember the person's name. I met a lot of people, but they were just like, "Tell Robbie, shout out to Louisville and Winston County." Heck yeah, whoever uh, you are, Winston County, stand up. But they, you know, and it was a weird game on Saturday. State blew an eight-point lead in the final minutes of the game, but ended up winning big. I think winning by ten in overtime. I would say this: State probably can't drop another non-conference game if they want to, like, actually have a pretty decent crowd for that first home game. Would you, would you feel? So, yeah, so I'm saying that, and the schedule isn't daunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, you you kind of knew that you had a good idea that you'd probably lose one of two in this mm-hmm. um, tournament mm-hmm. down in the Bahamas. Um, you would have liked to have had a better showing against Louisville, but I mean, it was the first game back for Tolu Smith. Mm-hmm. It the place was just. That was an awful atmosphere. Did you see the the building? It was like a yeah. It was a ballroom, but it was like almost like an airport. If hangar. you had, had tried to heave a half court shot, you might have hit the ceiling. Yeah, like it, it looked like Startville High School's gym. If Startville High School was inside of a I, airport hangar, I get these 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 pre not preseason but these early season tournaments and and taking the teams to cool locations. I mean, I'm sure that team had a great time. But they've got to have regular basketball facilities at this yeah. point. You know, yeah. it's like you can't just. They're put always in a, like in a hotel ballroom. Yeah, that's that's not working. Mm-mm. So the women's the place was better than this one. It was. It was. Uh, but anyway, I, I look at the schedule coming up, and if they <laughs> lose to anybody the rest of the way in mm-hmm. non-conference, it's a it's an upset and it's yeah. a bad loss. Minnesota is a. T- I mean, that's at least a name brand program. Uh, is Rick Patino still there? Is Patino Junior still there? Uh, I don't know. I think they let him go, but. That's the only one where you would say, okay, well, I mean, Minnesota's, you know, in the Big Ten. Yeah. Everybody else, you like, you need to win. Yes. You need to win these games. So, I think I think the way State played on Thanksgiving night, people, a lot of people were already like, okay, here we go. It's not going to be good this year. And then, yeah, but you, you I, I be see patient. a one, well, I see a one of fifteen from the three point line night as an aberration and an outlier. And that kind of feels like not the you know being on the court that they were yeah. on like sometimes people just I agree with that just get in an atmosphere like that and they just yeah. really struggle I agree with that uh, yeah really good win against Richmond I thought because they kind of let that game slip yeah they, before they, when they went to overtime to come out in overtime and take care of the business the way that they did I thought that was really good and that's a good Richmond team who they played last year NC two way tournament team is what that is they're outstanding they're phenomenal. Uh, also, we got a lot of news today. Uh, Julie Darty named the SEC Coach of the Year for volleyball as if there was any other possible choice. So did did as, did the Florida Kentucky thing? How did that turn out? Do you know? Uh, Kentucky won both of those. So, so Kentucky is the outright SEC champion, but State is number two. Yes. Okay. Outright number two. I mean, they, that's still unbelievable. The fact that they were even in position to possibly win an SEC championship yeah. is unfathomable. It's the it's one. I mean, people don't people don't follow volleyball as much, mm-hmm. so it's hard to really understand. But it might be the most amazing turnaround 
well, that we've ever seen. State was picked dead last in the SEC West in football this year. And yeah. I think predicted second to last in the SEC overall. And that's not nearly as impressive as what the volleyball team did. What's the most impressive thing about this is it's never been done. Right. They've, they've, they doubled the win total yeah. all-time in SEC play. Yeah. Their their highest win win their highest winning season was eight wins in SEC play. Mm-hmm. They had sixteen this year. Yeah, uh, they have the most wins all time in, in a single season. And they're uh, we this hasn't happened yet, but they're going to be selected tonight as we're recording this to the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. which has never been done. Right. So um, this is this is an incredible job by Julie Darty Dennis at a, a place that has been really, really difficult to win mm-hmm. over the years. And and now you got to think about, you know, you're going to have to start putting some money in this program if you want to continue that. I believe her contract is up right now. I mean, Probably so. This is her fourth year. Obviously, four years is the max deal you can have. And listen, I think she's got roots laid down here. I mean, I don't think she's looking to leave or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's very involved in the community and all. And um, I think she married a Mississippi State fan. Uh, so I I feel like she is here to stay if you're investing in her. But you're also going to have to invest in facilities. I mean, Newell Grissom is is nice mm. uh, or has been nice for Mississippi State. But you're going to have to start investing in some facilities, I think, for volleyball if you want to really take it to the next level. I mean, they had over mm. 2,000 people there the other day. It's the largest attendance ever. But – at the end of the day, I mean, this is a very old building, and I feel like you know I don't I haven't really looked around the the rest of the league, but I feel like you're going to have to keep up with the Joneses there if you want this program to really continue to maintain what they've done this year. Yeah, but just an amazing job what she's done. I agree. And then before we go, we like I said, we sort of have to talk about this coaching carousel. It looks like Mississippi State's not going to be a participant in it this year, but Lincoln Riley, who didn't lie, he did not tell a lie. He said he was not going to be the ex-head coach at LSU. He's not. He's an ex-head coach at USC. Uh, Billy Napier finally decides to, to, to leave Cajun country. He's headed to Florida. And now we've got more jobs opening up. You know, Obviously, Oklahoma's going to open up. That's going to attract a lot of interest. Um, there's already some people talking that Josh Heupel might make the move to Oklahoma, which would open up Tennessee again. Could Mullen finally end up there? I don't know. Um, LSU who had the biggest head start on all these teams, right? Didn't they go first in this carousel? And yet they're still, you know, waiting. Don't know where that's going to go. So the, the the cause and effect is going to move around a lot of guys. Is there anybody on state staff that you would look at and say, well, you know, I don't think there's a, there's a potential head coach there. Although I think Zach Arnett's name might have come up for like New Mexico, but Jerry Kill got hired there. Um, is there anybody that you say, I mean, that you're saying like, well, they, they might hire them to be an offensive coordinator, like a Steve Spurrier Jr. or something like that. Is there a guy that you would be worried about not getting a head coaching job but possibly getting a coordinator job with a new head coach? Not really. Even I feel like, Yeah, I, th- I mean, something could change with him, but I kind of feel like maybe a little bit of his luster came off this year. He was solid, but he wasn't – I think with Arnett. He didn't look – I mean, last year was so impressive because they had all those walk-ons yeah. out there and things like that. This year, I mean, the the numbers weren't nearly as impressive to me because of, you know, they returned some guys and they had some better players out there. I think with Arnett, I think he just – he realizes, unless he's going to be a head coach, that there's not another job in the country. He makes good money here, and he's completely left alone. 
Yes. Like Leach is not coming into his meetings and saying we got to do this, this, and this. And he's going to have talent. Job. Yeah. He's going to have talent come through here. Yeah. They're actually getting better talent. Yeah. This year. And uh, you know, I just it, be unless three, he gets star guys in the next few weeks. Right. Know? Unless he gets like, you know, an LSU yeah. or Notre Dame or like a blue blood type, would, where he can take that next step up. I, I don't know who Lincoln Riley's going to do, but. Zach Arnett being a West Coast guy, if he were to call, that's probably one he would take. But right. I don't think that that conversation is going to happen. Yeah. So we'll see. As of right now, I, I don't see him leaving. I, so. You know, you could have you could potentially have the same exact staff as you had year one with Leach. Yeah, that would three be, straight years with the tremendous. same staff is pretty strong. That would be tremendous. All right. You know, I feel like Steve Spurrier Junior. too is kind of tied to Leach at this point. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow's show, uh, we'll talk a little bit more. We're going to talk some recruiting this week. We're going to talk. I want to dive deeper into the coaching carousel if we can, we can one show. I also want to do this week. I want to go back to our media poll and sort of yes. see who 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 swung and missed and who had, who was solid in their projection projections. I did it again. Projections. Pro- you know what? It's a new word. Projected predictions. Stamp it. Projections. There you go. There we go. So a lot to talk about this week. Plus, we got MSU basketball, uh, MSU women's basketball. They had a pretty good week. They look like they're going to be. You know, so far, so good under Doug Novak. We'll see where that takes us. Uh, and then, of course, bowl selections as we get continue to get closer. Guys, have a great Monday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.